Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. If you're unfamiliar with me, I launch podcasts and that's what I've been doing for a long time now. If you need help launching your business podcast, talk to me. Today on the video, I will be chatting with you about something you're probably not too terribly aware of, business podcasters, and that is the writing that goes into podcasting. And this is the point where you say, wait a minute, Evo, isn't podcasting talking into microphones like you're doing right now on this video? And to which I would say yes. Yes, you're right. A very large portion of, of podcasting is the audio component, but that's not the only component. Podcasts have to be distributed. They have to be put into some sort of a system that will allow you to not only host the audio file, but also distribute that file. But even before that happens, in order to create a podcast episode, the MP3 file, during the encoding process is something called ID3 tags. They are descriptive tags that are written and placed into the file itself. You need to do that. You need to put that in there. Then you need to make sure that you write all of the copy necessary that goes into the RSS feed, because podcasts all have RSS feeds or they're not podcasting right now, that then gives some textual descriptions to this content as it goes out. And the third thing you have to do is the vast majority of podcasts also have some sort of a landing page for that particular episode. That needs to be created, the content for that. And then there's a higher level conversation of the content. There's the description of the show. There are all of the elements that are necessary to properly convey to someone that you have this thing that is called a podcast about the show, about the content, about the host. All of this is necessary. Now, that was a high level. I'm going to get very specific right now and tell you what those things are that you have to write. So there's two real pieces of content that uh, a podcast needs, a podcaster needs to think about writing. And let's think of them in two ways. Let's think about micro copy, and then let's think about, well, I guess, macro copy, we call it, or let's call it long form copy. Anyone who is a copywriter will tell you that there is a vast difference between writing micro copy and writing long form copy. It's a different skill set and both are important to podcasting. Micro copy, specifically, you really need three things, probably more than that, but we'll see how this list goes because I'm doing this from memory, not from actually pulling up a document on a Mac computer. But nonetheless, there are at least there are three key things that you need to describe each individual podcast episode that you put out. Number one, not surprising, is a compelling title. 
It is not Thursday, July 19th. That is not a compelling title. You need a compelling title that accurately describes, because it's a title, so it's got to, in some particular case, described what the contents are. It's got to be compelling. And it also has to be search aware. I don't want to say optimize because you people, when I say optimize, do crazy things. Don't do crazy things. It needs to be search aware so that uh, people who are searching for certain key terms can see you. Then the next thing, and this often gets overlooked, is something that I call either a subtitle or better termed, I think, as an excerpt. Think original tweet. Think 130-ish characters. I know original tweets were 140. But think around 130 characters that kind of summarizes a sentence or two, a tweet, again, that you talk about the contents of your 30-minute long, your hour long, your four-hour long, whatever you want to do, that talks about the content. Don't repeat everything that was in the title, because quite often the title and this excerpt are displayed in the same place. And the third thing you need to have is you need to have a, I like to call it episode details, which is to me is a couple of parts. One, if there are any key links that you discuss in the podcast episode audio, bring those links forward, put them at the top and adequately write about them and put a hyperlink on where they someone should go to. And then below that, you can have the episode details, which there's lots of ways you can do it. Is it a linear flow where you actually put timestamps of the individual topics that you cover? Ideally, most business podcasts, most podcasts for that matter, should focus on one single topic. So it may not be necessary for you to timestamp because you will be talking about a single topic if you're doing things. My suggested way to do that. But you need some details that people can actually look at as they are listening to the episode. And yes, believe it or not, people do do that. So it's a guide as someone is listening. Those are the three major things you need for an episode on microcopy that goes and those get embedded on your media host as well as they can be used as the ID3 tags I mentioned previously. But that's not all. There's also the ever important social share microcopy that needs to be written because chances are if you are a business and you're podcasting you likely have a business and or personal twitter account you should certainly publish your episodes onto twitter and just saying here's my latest episode is not good enough you need to describe it stealing your your title and your description or perhaps your excerpt and putting those as your tweet is not a great idea we read Twitter differently than we read other sorts of things. So please write your social share for Twitter that is specific for Twitter. That and you're probably also going to include a link to your audio file, which likely will cause the Twitter card to already put in your title and either your excerpt or perhaps even your uh, description. So you have to write a share for each one of them. LinkedIn is a different audience than Twitter. Facebook is a different audience for both of them. And they all have different length and different requirements. So I recommend now that you write a custom social share for each one of your properties for each one of your episodes that needs to be created. That's all the microcopy that you, that you need to do on an individual episode basis. Let's talk about macro copy or just longer form copy. That's also required. 
As I mentioned, that's typically in the form of a blog post or a landing page for that individual episode. And what I see many, or perhaps even most, podcasters do is repurpose the microcopy as their blog post. And that's not great, because humans read things differently on screen or in a browser on their mobile device, regardless of what the screen happens to be. You need to write content in a landing page format. This isn't for people who are currently listening to your show who or who might discover your show through various discovery engines and tools and directories. This is for people who stumble across your content probably from a search on Google or another search engine. This is for people who know about your website's content who stumble across and see that you have a podcast and they go through and they want to read about your episodes. Both of those audience, a human discovering it for the first time via their browser or Google, the most important user that you have, some might say, you need to write your content in a compelling way. You need to write about the audio that you just recorded in a compelling, longer form content. I'm talking hundreds of words. Five, eight, a thousand, all of that is acceptable. Anything less than that, you're probably making thin content that's not good for humans actually to read. And I know, I know, I can hear somebody out there right now shouting at the video saying, but all the information I talked about is just inside of my audio file. Why don't they listen? Because we still don't have a good discovery for inside of audio content. Google's great, but it's not quite there yet. I'm not, sort of, I'm not so certain, certain that it ever will be. So make sure that you write good, compelling, long-form content, too. Last bit, will a transcript suffice? No, a transcript will not suffice. Have you read a good quality human-created transcript? Turns out we don't talk in complete sentences. Huh. When you read transcripts, they tend, we all tend to sound like uh, a certain president I won't mention, right? Because it just looks like we don't know how to complete sentences because we're speaking about things. We're speaking about things. And that's not, that's not great. So, yes, a transcription can help. I think that if you're giving valuable information on your show and it's not two dorks with microphones, but it's business focused, then I think you should absolutely include the full transcription below your custom written long form content. By the way, if all of this takes you less than two hours, congratulations. If you're a really good writer and you have a format, you can definitely get this done quicker. I have a copywriter I work with who gets it done much, much, much quicker than that. But for the person starting out, plan on spending a couple hours just writing up the microcopy and the content. That's why podcasters need to be a writer. With that, I'm going to bring the video to a close. And thank you for watching another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Again, I launch podcast for businesses. Check out podcastlaunch.pro for the full list of services I offer. And if you need help doing all of this stuff, by the way, my company, we actually do all of the micro copywriting too as an option for some of our clients. Most of our clients write themselves. We train them, but some have us do it. We are here to help. Thanks for watching. I'll be back tomorrow with another one of these. See you next time. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. 
The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, Choice.CRD.CO has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.